0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey. Making my buddy Matt Moore from the uh, Action Network wait for me here. How are you tonight, Matt? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Better than Louis Usaisen because he just missed the putt that I was describing while I was on hold. So he now needs to uh, bird uh, eagle the 17th, uh, the 18th here to uh, uh, send this into a playoff. And ask me what he did yesterday on 18. What did he do? He eagled. So oh. all he has to do is do exactly what he did yesterday, and we've got ourselves a playoff. But uh, I didn't bring you on to talk golf, but are you a golf fan? Are you, you watching this? You got it on in the background while you talk to me? I do not, man. I'm in the mix of the playoffs. So I'm trying to <laughs>
2: squeeze in dinner for the family in between the playoff games.
1: Good for you, Uh, and the next playoff game starts in about uh, 25 minutes, so we'll start there. Sixers-Hawks, weird series. Hawks win game one, come in, build up a 20-point lead. Sixers go to full court press in the last five minutes and actually make it a contest but end up losing. Then the Sixers kind of reestablish themselves, win game two, win game three down in Atlanta, take back home court advantage. But then Atlanta re-rallies and embarrasses the Sixers, who blow big leads in the next two games, 20-plus points in the second half. And it looks like Atlanta's got the Sixers right where they want them. Uh, But the Sixers held them off in game number six. Who's got the mental edge going into game seven tonight? I mean, I think the Hawks do. They just don't have any pressure on them. They're not, you know,
2: many people didn't think they would get out of that first-round series versus the Hawks or versus the Knicks. And so – To be in this round, you know, uh, with a chance to advance to the conference finals, this is house money. And so the Sixers on the other end, like, if they lose this game, I mean, you know, you have to assume Ben Simmons is gone. You have to assume there's probably going to be more roster changes, and it's yet another collapse on Doc Rivers' resume. Like, there's there's a lot on the line here for the Sixers. Like, with the Nets out, you know, the Bucs are obviously a really great team, but with the Nets out, the Sixers have a real shot at the title, not just... The, the, the conference championship with the title. And they just got to get past a Hawks team that really has seemed to have the edge. Every time it seems like the, net, the Sixers have figured them out, they respond. So I think that, you know, we'll see what the, what the Sixers respond with tonight. Uh, I think this is a, a high-pressure spot for a lot of guys that I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in. But they've got an opportunity tonight. They win this one. You're in the conference finals. you got a Bucks team that is really good but flawed. And you got a real shot at the title. So we'll see what the Sixers are made of tonight.
1: Well, well I agree with you that if uh, the Sixers end up losing this game and get taken out again in the second round, which has happened to them twice in the last three years, uh, it'll – it'll – necessitate something to happen here. I don't think it's going to be Doc Rivers losing his job. I think Daryl Morey will do everything he can to upgrade the roster and the most likely candidate is Ben Simmons. But he has had, uh, he has been the main foil of this Sixers uh, having to go seven against the Hawks and deservedly so when you can't make 40% of your foul shots. What is Ben Simmons going to be worth on the open market this offseason?
2: I mean, it's an interesting question just because this is obviously, like, the lowest point for him, right? Like, there's not, a, there's not a lower point that we've seen for him in terms of, you know, he seems to have been figured out. Let him shoot, for, force him to make free throws, these kind of things. The other thing I'll say is, this entire season, I felt like he was de-emphasized. Like, you have to do certain things in order to emphasize the good things about Simmons, and there are a lot of good things. He's a great passer, and he's so athletic, and he's a great finisher, and he's one of the best offensive players in the league, but you have to put him in a position to be featured more, and they've moved very solidly towards MB. Now, you could say, well, look, and they got the number one team because they did that, and that's fair. But I think that if you're a team, say, like Portland, which a couple of executives expect to be on the call sheet if Simmons becomes available, and you're like, okay, we just can't get stops. We have Dame, we're so unstoppable, but we need more defense. With Simmons, I think that provides you as a role man that can make plays, that can set up Dame, take some of the pressure off. And those kind of things, but he's still going to have to figure out how to hit free throws. He can't be going to the playoff series where, where teams are just like, yeah, no, we're okay with uh, just hacking you, as a, especially as a wing. That can't happen. So he's going to have to get past that. But I do think there'll be a market for him because he's so good defensively, and there are enough offensive weapons out there in the league that he would be the complement to those guys. He just can't be the number one.
1: Well, He's not the one number one in Philadelphia, but they've needed to lean on him, and uh, he has been an offensive deterrent more than he has been a plus for the Sixers here. We'll see how that shakes out tonight. Um, all right, let's uh, flip it over to the other team in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's the Milwaukee Bucks, having beaten the Nets last night. Nets were the favorite to win it all before the playoffs started. They were favored to win this series before it started. Yes, they had their fair share share of injuries, but how disappointed should uh, Brooklyn Nets fans be? Interesting question. I don't know how how disappointed you can be. Uh, The whole
2: format was... It doesn't really matter what else we do. It doesn't really matter about our roster. It doesn't really matter about our coach, who we've pretty openly regarded as a consultant. We have Katie and Kyrie and Harden. What are you going to do? And so if you get into a playoff series and you don't have Kyrie and Harden is clearly, clearly about 50% or less, Right what's supposed to happen there you can't rely on joe harris to be your number two you can't rely on bruce brown to be your number two especially versus a defense that's as good as milwaukee and even then they got him to seven like you can feel great about the fact that kevin durant looks just like he was before that he looks like the best player in the world that he was absolutely incredible and took on as much of the load as he possibly could in those games if you want to balance the roster, you can do that. You can get a more balanced roster, but it's hard to do that when you have three guys that are on a match. So I think ultimately you just have to be like, we just run it back, and we hope next time that this, you know, this weird schedule, and even then they didn't really play that much this season, just the random injuries, don't buy us next year, and we'll run back the same platform. I think that that's a pretty reasonable expectation. I, don't have, I have a hard time looking at this series and saying – you know what, the Bucs really had them figured out. I don't think the Bucs got lucky. I think they earned it. You play who's in front of you. But the Nets can very easily just say, we got hit with injuries, the end. Uh,
1: Understood. And I give Harden this much credit. He did get up and face the media last night, uh, which KD didn't. Certainly knew Kyrie wasn't going since he didn't play these last couple of games. Uh, And I think you're right. I think they'll just uh, try and – Reconfigure some things around the edges, but I don't know that there's massive changes coming in Brooklyn. Um, Can the Bucks successfully, in their own minds, tell themselves, "Hey, we weren't supposed to beat the Nets. We did beat the Nets. We're now the favorite in the Eastern Conference."
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I, I think that they match up well with the Sixers if the Sixers advance. I think they obviously match up well with the Hawks if the Hawks advance. You know, who are who who are the Bucks supposed to be scared of from here on out? You know, the Sixers are are a a really good team, but they've shown that they can be extremely vulnerable with how they've responded in the series, and they didn't play well in those matchups in the regular season. Those are regular season matchups, but the way they played out I think gives some confidence to the Bucs. And then in the conference finals, or in the finals, if you get there, you're facing either a Clippers team with, we don't know what the deal is with Kawhi Leonard, no idea about that, and a Suns team that's very good, that's really well-rounded, very deep, but I think the Bucks can feel like, yeah, we can hang with them. There, there was such a mental block over going up against I think this Nets team and the way the Nets switched everything and having to go up against KD. I think they take a lot of confidence from the from them. I like them to win the title before the playoffs started. I was on record about that. And while I think it took fortune to get them past the Nets, I still think they've got a really great setup the rest of the way.
1: Here's uh, And if the Sixers win tonight, that's the matchup that I want to see, and I think it'll be a good one. Shoot, uh, if the Hawks win, I'll give them credit for what they've already accomplished, and maybe they uh, continue the magic carpet ride. I want to see Ben Simmons against Giannis for seven games, and I think we'll get that. Giannis is, uh, KD, yes, looks like the best player on the planet, but Giannis is still, he went toe-to-toe with him last night, and his team won, even though neither one of those guys did anything in overtime, and the game kind of fell apart for the last five minutes. Uh, It was a great showdown between those two guys. I think Ben Simmons is better suited to play Giannis defensively maybe than any other player in the NBA.
2: Yeah, I would probably agree with you there. The size, the athleticism, the ability to change speeds, the strength which matters a lot in the post. That's a... If you can have a good matchup versus Giannis, that's probably it. Um, And that's going to be something that's going to be very crucial for the Bucs. The question is going to be, you know, can the Sixers' offense sustain? Because that's been such a problem, right, is if the Bucks don't have to guard Simmons, which they're not going to feel like they have to, no, that allows them to shrink the floor and to send more doubles at Embiid. And, you know, they have wing defenders that they can throw on Tobias Harris. They have a lot of options. There's a lot of versatility here. They're a little bit deeper. Um Simmons can be the difference maker in that series. He can redeem everything. If they get past the Hawks, he can flip the entire narrative on his head by being a guy that attacks Giannis, gets downhill, gets out in transition, makes big plays, helps in switching on Middleton and Drew Holiday. There's a lot of things that Simmons can bring to the table in the next series, but the question is going to be offensively. Can the Sixers keep up? And that's going to take Seth Curry being the kind of inferno Shooter, the way he has imitated his brother in this Eastern Conference semifinals. He's, they're going to need a lot more of that to keep pace with the Bucks.
1: Yeah, if I told you that a Curry was going to be making three after three after three and uh, be the most consistent offense player on his team, you would have thought Steph. No, it's actually been Seth. He has been the Sixers' uh, most consistent player. All right, let's jump over to the Western Conference. Nod to the Suns for getting the Game One win. Kind of a weird one because both teams down a key piece with Kawhi out of the Clipper lineup and CP3 out with uh, COVID protocol for the Suns. Which superstar was more missed today?
2: I mean, it's easier to say Kawhi because the Clippers lost, but I actually think it may have been CP3 because with CP3 on the court, they could have attacked a lot more of what the – Clippers ran out there in terms of those Boogie Cousins minutes. If you have CP3 to stagger, those Boogie minutes early don't look good. He's able to attack those a lot easier. He attacks Zubach a lot better. Like, my big takeaway from game one is the Clippers are going to be really up against it with their bigs. They needed Serge Ibaka and him being out. I think that's honestly maybe the most impactful, the most impactful non-star injury we've got going on here. Um, it's just a, bit, a really big deal because – they can't really switch with versus Aiton, and they can't and play small ball, and they can't go big versus the guards because Devin Booker gets whatever he wants. So they have to send two guys at Booker, which means you get all those open threes for Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder. The big containment is a—it's been a problem. It was a problem last year for the Clippers, and they got knocked out by Jokic. It's a problem this year with the opposite problem trying to contain the guards. They need they, better bigs.
1: They did switch out on. Uh... Uh, Booker a couple times, and Aiton answered the call by making a whole bunch of shots. Give him credit because, yes, uh, Booker gets 40, and he's the star of the game. But don't kid yourself. Aiton was a major contributor to their winning today. Um, Any idea when Kawhi will or won't be back in this series? Is there a chance we'll get him back before the series is over and done with, or is uh, he out for uh, a good another couple of weeks?
2: Nothing out there. Didn't travel with the team. He's back rehabbing. You assume if there's not surgery, that's good news, right? Like, the fact that he hasn't, that that he's back there rehabbing instead of he's just not with the team, period, and they haven't announced he's out, you have to think that that's a good sign with an ACL. Like, they just would have probably had the surgery by now. So maybe that's good. I just, (laughs) of all the players in the world, do you really expect Kawhi Leonard to come back from a knee injury and play through it, given his history of knee issues. Like, that seems the exact opposite of how he's approached his career, which you can't blame him for. He's had a degenerative leg issue. That's caused other problems in his leg. So you just wonder if he's going to be available. No word, but I think, honestly, a lot of this is when Kawhi back, it's just going it, to be sudden and unpredictable. It'll just one morning it'll be, Kawhi Leonard's questionable for today, Kawhi Leonard's going to play.
1: So so I, I starting to really tonight for the Clippers, yeah, I think you got exactly. that one dead on right. Now, uh, win or lose, uh, Kawhi's got a decision to make end of the season, um, and it may impact his decision uh, if they get beat here they go to an NBA Finals, get beat there, or if they win a championship. Three different scenarios, and they can all be uh, pretty darn uh, effective on determining where he's going with his career. He's got an opt-out in his contract. Uh, I know uh, I get calls from fans, hey, we're getting Kawhi. Kawhi is uh, a guy who will, if it's not working, he he forces his way out. He did it in San Antonio. He moved away from Toronto. He'll do the same thing to L.A. Uh, I say, yeah, he'll opt out and then get a Supermax to stay with the Clippers. How do you think Kawhi's offseason plays? I'll
2: just say this. I think it's hard to predict what Kawhi's going to do. There
1: was so little intel on it
2: when he made the decision to join the Clippers. There's so much noise out there and versus what he actually decided on. The other thing I'd say is he doesn't – the idea that he joins the Heat I think is a little bit I, – I, I'm a little skeptical of that because the Heat are all about the culture and the system and the organization. And they don't really they, – they buckle at – they really tend to chafe at kowtowing to superstar demands. They'll make some allowances. They do done for Jimmy Butler. They do it for LeBron, but they don't like to do that is a guy that wants everything on his terms, flies in a helicopter, decides when he practices, decides when he plays, and he played a lot this year, but everything is in his control, and I think a lot of organizations, that's a tough sell for that he would want to go to, and the rest of them, if you want to go to New York, if you want to leave Paul George and a team that's in the conference finals to go to the Knicks, which are good and scrappy and fun and a good team, but I don't think that's an option. So, I, I, to me, I'm with you. I think he, he probably opts out and signs a Supermax, and that's all she wrote.
1: Yeah, I think Ballmer will give him everything and the kitchen sink, and he'll end up staying in L.A. All right, Phoenix up one nothing. We don't know who the other team is, the East, that's going to play Milwaukee. If you had to pick your NBA champion right now, as uh, the we're along in the process, is it changed from when the playoffs started? Uh, do you have a... Different leaning right now? Who do you think is the team to beat? I mean,
2: I got lucky with the, the Bucks playing a very n- banged up and injured Nets team because they were my pick going in. But I think getting past that only reasserts their chances in this series. I like the Bucks in their matchup versus the Sixers if they play them and versus the Hawks if they play them. I like them in either of the finals matchups. I think number two has to be the Suns with how they're playing. They're just on like a magical type of run. Like everything is cooking for them. But I, I would go ahead and take the Bucks to win the title, with the Suns close behind.
1: He picked them before the playoffs, and he's not giving up now. Which I would do the exact same thing. Uh, great stuff, Matt. Always appreciate it whenever you come aboard. Thanks for hopping on with us today.
2: Anytime, man. Take care,
1: Matt Moore. Action Network. Good NBA analysis. Good guess. We get up every once in a while, and uh, I'll tip my cap to him if the Bucks end up winning the championship. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.